This little light of mine. Welcome to This Little Light of Mine, the podcast where we stand up for love and prioritize mental health, emotional health, and spiritual health in your life and in the lives of all people. Here's your host, James Powell. Hello and welcome to the introductory episode of Season 2 of This Little Light of Mine. My name is James Powell, and I'm so thankful that you're able to join me. In today's Season 2 introductory episode, I'm going to be sharing a quick recap of Season 1, along with an introduction to what's ahead for Season 2. It feels good and a little bit scary to sit down and to start recording new episodes after taking a couple months off. If I'm really honest, There's parts of me that don't want to go inside and don't want to do the work of documenting and sharing my healing and recovery process. But there's also other parts. And these parts know that this is something that I need and want to do for myself. These are the parts that encourage me to keep exploring, healing, growing, and sharing with all of you. In season one of This Little Light of Mine, I shared stories and interviews with an aim of helping others understand what happens to a child when they are taught that they are not allowed to love. Growing up as a closeted gay child in an evangelical church community, I learned and accepted the man-made lies that I was taught about myself. I believed the lies that said because I was gay that there was something wrong, sinful, broken, and unlovable about me. I also believed the lies when my church community told me that being gay was a sinful choice and something that I could change. Like all young children, I was forced to depend on my family, my church, and my community for my survival and to provide my basic human needs. So to survive and to protect myself from danger, I told myself that I needed to do everything humanly possible to fit in and to be as quote-unquote normal as possible. Growing up in a space with constant homophobic conversion messaging, I lived in fear of being outed and having others know who I really was. In this environment, being my authentic self meant being kicked out of my church and my family and not being able to return until I was cured. The fear I had about being found out and then kicked out was omnipresent and I continue to see how this trauma manifests itself in my day-to-day life decades later. With that fear top of mind, I taught myself that asking for help showed weakness and exposed the fact that I didn't belong. So I didn't ask for help. And instead of asking for help, I figured that I needed to show my strength through my independence, my performance, and definitely my achievement. And as I shared throughout season one, my independent approach and my reward structure of external validation worked and worked and worked until I'd sucked out every last drop of that approach. And I was running on fumes. Success, independence, performance, and validation worked wonders, or so I thought, until one day it didn't. Hitting bottom broke me open in a way that terrified me and forced me to reach out in ways that I never had. As I shared in Season 1, Episode 29, Man Erased, hitting bottom was one of the scariest and transformative times of my life. The feelings of loneliness, 
brokenness and helplessness had become all-consuming. And by 30, it became increasingly clear that I didn't belong in the dogmatic world of my family or in the man-made doctrinal views of the evangelical Christian church who use phrases like love one another and all are welcome, but in practice mean anything but when it comes to certain groups of humans. And by 42, after decades of living as an out gay man, I also learned that I didn't fit in or belong to the hypersexualized world that defined the stereotypes of my sexual orientation. I needed more. I wanted more. I was tired of living on either end of the spectrum. Using my finely honed skills of acting, morphing and shape-shifting, I knew I could fake my way forward. I knew I could act like I fit in both of these worlds. But this acting now felt like I was strangling myself. And at the same time, taking off these masks and stopping the acting felt equally life-limiting. I was stuck. I'd run out of options. I'd traveled to both ends of the spectrum and didn't find space for me at either end. It felt like I had no home. I started to visualize my life folding into itself and there were times where I thought it would be easier to simply disappear. Reading back through my writing during that period, I can still feel the overwhelming pain as I battled with myself for my own life. Words like, I'm living on the outside, drifting through a life that is not mine. Inside I'm dying, slow asphyxiation, a folding into myself until I'm finally erased. Reading those words, I could see that the years of internalizing the lies I had learned as a young child weighed so heavily on my soul. I was holding on to an unbearable load of shame, guilt, and fear, and they were waging an inner war with who I knew I was created to be and who I was told that I had to be. I couldn't keep up the act any longer. Exhausted, terrified, and powerless, one night alone in my bed, exhausted, terrified and powerless, I prayed a simple prayer. Lord, help me. Now. And this time, I knew that I had nothing left in myself to give. I couldn't run any longer. I had to surrender. And this was my first cry for help. A few days later, I read my list of what was going on to my best friend, and with tears in his eyes, he admitted how much my words scared him. This was my second cry for help. Having him mirror back and acknowledge my own pain helped give me the strength to share the same unfiltered list with my doctor. And this brings us to the focus of season two of this little light of mine. What happens when we admit that we are not completely separate entities moving through life in isolation? What growth and transformation can we find and offer to others when we start asking for help? Season two is all about asking for help. For me, by finding the courage to ask for the help that I desperately needed, I slowly started to understand that I was not broken. I slowly started to understand that I was not alone. I slowly started to let go of holding on to the control that I thought was keeping me safe. And I slowly started to understand that childhood trauma doesn't simply disappear. 
that trauma morphs, transforms, and continues to inflict harm until we start to face the root of what harmed us. I'm excited to have you join me for season two, where I'll share the parts of my recovery journey after hitting bottom and after finding the courage to start asking for help. Where I thought that I was alone, isolated, and detached from others, I started to understand and experience that I was surrounded by help. And much of the help that I've received came from some of the most unexpected places and people. Throughout season two, I will also introduce you to other individuals who will share their experiences of how their world has taken on new meaning, understanding, and purpose when they started to accept who they were created to be, love who they were created to be, and had the courage to reach out, connect with others, and ask for the help that they needed. When we start to ask for the help that we need for ourselves, we stand up for love, and we start to prioritize mental health, emotional health, and spiritual health in our own lives. And when we do it in our own lives, we start to give permission for others to do the same in their lives. So what about you? Do you take the time to go inside and listen to what you need? Do you ask for the help that you need? Do you spend time and surround yourself with humans that support your growth? And do you support others in their personal process of growth and healing? I hope you'll join me in two weeks time where I'll share the first story episode of season two entitled Surrounded by Help. Until then, go, be safe, and get uncomfortable by asking for the help that you need. Although you may feel isolated, detached, and alone, know that these very real feelings are actually illusions. Because the reality is that we are surrounded by help, and we start to access that help by going within to listen to what we intuitively and divinely know that we actually need. You are worthy of being safe. You are worthy of finding the help that you need. You are worthy of healing. And most of all, you are worthy of love. Thanks for listening to This Little Light of Mine. For links from our show, visit www.thislittlelightofmine.ca. If you enjoyed this episode or feel that it could bring love and acceptance into someone else's life, please like, rate, review, and share so that we can build our community and bring more love into the world for all people. Thank you for sharing your time and listening to our stories today. And we would love to hear your story too. Visit the Get Involved section of thislittlelightofmine.ca to share your voice. We love being in community with you and look forward to sharing more with you next time. Now go and let your light shine bright because you are loved.
下。